The Secrets of Star Wars is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. Hi, this is Ashley Eckstein, the voice of Ahsoka Tano from Star Wars, and you're listening to the Secrets of Star Wars podcast. May the Force be with you. You're listening to the Secrets of Star Wars, episode 121. Hello there. It's a power that Jedi have that lets them control people and make things float. Impressive. Every word in that sense was wrong. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I find your lack of faith disturbing. It's against my programming to impersonate a deity. That's not how the Force works. Force is with me, and I am with the Force, and I fear nothing. Remember... The Force will be with you, always. Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Star Wars, where we discuss the hidden layers and deeper meanings found in all the Star Wars movies, TV series, and more. I'm Dom Bettinelli, and I'm joined tonight by an all-star cast. I'll start with Mike Dens. Hi, Mike. Hey, Dom. And Angela Silana. Hey, Angela. Hello there. And Mike Creevy. Hey, Mike. Hey, good to be here. And Thomas Anderho. Hey, Thomas. It's good to be here. And Andrew Hermes. Hi, Andrew. Hello. I'm sorry. I forgot all of your your Star Wars names. And so <laughs> I just kind of skipped it. Uh, but uh, and Father Andrew just couldn't make it. He is so busy these days. We, you know, we record on a Sunday night and he's a pastor and it's just the whole thing. So uh, don't worry. Father Andrew will be back. It could, well, this could not be a show without him because he is the Star Wars priest uh, among us. Uh, all right, so let's get into quickly into this. We're discussing episode four, part four of the Kenobi series. And uh, before we get into it, I want to share with you a couple of things Mike Creevy created uh, from his YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the gracious guest. And he had uh, two different uh, YouTube shorts that you're sure to enjoy. Uh, the first one is um, basically the Obi-Wan Kenobi series thus far. Oh, no. Leia has been captured again, and again, and again, and again. And again. And when it plays on loop, that works really good, actually. And then and before we go, we go, is it got to play the second one? This is uh, his Kenobi series audition part Leia, one. no, don't do that. Leia, Leia, seriously, no, don't do that. Do something different. Leia, behave yourself. Leia. It's, it's like me with my kids when we go out. So. Yeah, it's basically and, just and me being also, myself. Um, yeah. Pascal's interview for just uh, Baby Yoda, don't do that. Baby Yoda, no. Baby, baby Yoda, don't do that. Don't touch that. No Baby Yoda, put don't that down. Give me the ball back. Don't touch that button. So, uh, good job, Mike. That was, uh, that was, that was well, a lot of fun. Yeah. Very good. Uh, now you have to make more. So, uh, all right. And before we get into things, this is the first time that we've had both Angela and Andrew on for during the Kenobi series. So I want to get your take on the first three episodes, the first three parts and your, uh, you know, your ideas of how it's been going and what, what you think. And so Angela, I'll let you go first as you get something you wanted to share. Yes, I have uh, done this in alphabetical uh, uh, structure here. So I will just read and you can, you can guess the, the letters. So we have Anakin. These are my, these are my highlights. Okay. Anakin. Bale wanted to chase Purgle. Uh, Chow, Deb, uh, Dayu, Ewan's daughter dealing drugs, uh, uh, what the force feels like, and 
Grand Inquisitor's two stomachs. Hellasabers not being used. I get confused. Jawas being Jawas. Camille Nunjiani. Leia's formative experiences. Moses Ingram, standout job. Ned B. Owen. The Path. Quinlan smuggling younglings. Red Hot Chili Peppers Flea, who plays lead kidnapper. <laughs> Soundtrack by Natalie Holt. Tala. Gutsy. Underwater Force-Sensitive Cemetery Trophy Case Museum. <laughs> Vader and Kenobi Encounter Mixed Feelings. Wilhelm Scream. Mm-hmm. XY. Kenobi Had a Brother. Y.O. Droid on Alderaan, who says, Your Majesty. And Zach Braff as Freck. Thanks, Freck. <laughs> That's a weird story. <laughs> so, in case you don't know who Freck was, that was the driver who turned in Obi-Wan and Leia. To, he was the, the mole man uh, in, in part two. <laughs> Very good. Was that part two or three? Uh, three, I think it is. Part three, yes. Yeah. Uh, some good thoughts in there the 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 <laughs> lack of the hella uh helicopter lightsaber thing with the inquisitors they did that yeah. a lot in in rebels and they haven't yeah. done that at all yet uh, i thought there was one doesn't there one didn't yeah he, when, he, when he's intimidating flea actually he <laughs> well he doesn't fly with it he, he right. just, oh no that's true that's oh. true it, if they flew with it would it would have changed stories uh many times <laughs> <laughs> right right uh yeah that's true um Okay, lots to think about there, but and um, the, some of that is probably going to come up in this discussion. So oh, yes. I want to go to I want to go to Andrew for your uh, impressions of the first three episodes. Yeah, I mean, sorry, I don't have anything as creative as what Andrew <laughs> just put together. Follow um, that. Yeah, right. Um, but, reverse but, yeah. alphabetical order, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I promise, I'm not drunk, officer. Uh, <laughs> No, but just just uh, real quick, uh, I really enjoyed the first three episodes. I thought the first episode was really strong, um, probably the best of the three. It started off really well. Episode two, I enjoyed, you know, had some issues with it, you know, that ha- has to do with the writing. And, and, and I'm definitely going to get into that to, uh, about episode four uh, as we go on. Um, episode three was was awesome. Obviously, the way. It ended with uh, our, our first uh, interaction with Obi Wan and uh, Anakin, um, but uh, so yeah, first three episodes uh, was loving it, um, and episode four, I'll, I'll let you know my thoughts as as we go along here. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, well, good. Uh, so I want to preface just by uh, reminding the the, the viewers, uh, the listeners. Um, even bad Star Wars is good Star Wars, and this is not bad Star Wars. Okay, so I've seen some discussion in various places, including our Discord community, which is at sqpn.com slash Discord, and in social media about, you know, oh, you know, this doesn't live up to expectations, the series, uh, Disney is ruining Star Wars, that sort of thing. The fact is, is even the worst Star Wars, even the holiday special is still Star Wars, okay? And we are, we are, we are blessed to have Star Wars in our lives. And that's, that's, the, that's the premise that we come from. So anytime we even criti- we criticize, it comes from a place of love. 
and <laughs> wanting the best for the, the the one we love, and that includes Star Wars. So <laughs> <laughs> I just want people to know that. So we, and and any critique is not hate; it is just can be just critique. So I just wanted to throw that out there to begin as we get into things. Uh, let's let's get into this episode because. Uh, as uh, Mike Creevy told us in his short, Leia has been captured again uh, <laughs> at the end of part three on Mapuza. Reva, I got to remember all, keep all the names straight in my head. Reva has got somehow gotten to the end of that tunnel, right? Thomas got into the end of that tunnel mm-hmm. uh, and <laughs> somehow and captured Leia and taken her away to uh, Fortress Inquisitorius and, uh, Let's see, Anakin has dragged Obi-Wan through the fire and Tala has rescued him somehow and gotten him onto a ship and he was unconscious and that's where we begin. Um, By the way, I I wanted to, I forgot to mention, did anyone notice something interesting about the design of the droid Lola, Leia's droid, that it has... The mouse mouse, ears? Mouse ears. It's like a Mickey Mouse. My kids noticed that, yeah. Yeah, it's a hidden Mickey. (laughs) But also, I saw online Carrie Fisher yeah. had a pet, what cat? I think it was named Lola, and this is, mm. I think, an homage. I it was. Yeah. Well, so I I remember I haven't read the whole book, but um, the Princess of Alderaan book, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Lola is also in that as oh, well, okay. um, and that's where I had first heard of her slash it. Okay, excellent, excellent. So uh, Kenobi's been rescued. He's taken to a safe location, safe house on another planet, uh, a gathering of the people from the path. And I kind of want to talk a little bit about the path first, because this is interesting. This is is my take is the path is the seed of the rebellion. Right. This a a lot of the people who are involved in it's an underground railroad rescuing people from the the empire who are hunted by the empire for various reasons, whether they're force sensitive or they're Jedi or just run afoul of the empire. And they're they're instead of the underground railroad, it's called the path. And it really feels like we're looking at the seed of rebellion here. Am I alone in that? Or does that, I don't, I don't think so. Um, I think that this is very specifically geared towards saving force sensitive people and Jedi and just keeping them from the empire. So I don't think we have a seed of the rebellion. Uh, the rebellion really starts more with Bail Organa, Mamathma, uh, Sagarera, and that concept of, of a political fighting against the Empire without aid of the Force, except in a very nebulous kind of religious sense. Because he said something about, you know, like... Um you know, trying to save early, like, or he says, you know, we need your help. And he says, so does every kid who can float a rock, you know, mm-hmm. between here and course, like he specifically mentions that. Mm. So, yeah, I, I tend to agree. You know, but I'm sure I'm sure some Tala. of these folks might join up, but I don't think that's their intention. Well, then you get Tala, who, you know, she was imperial and she turned away from it because that wasn't her. Mm-hmm. So, you know, is she doing it just to save four sensitive people? I don't know if she has a connection with the force. Or for right. sensitive people per se, but she's just kind of doing it because she doesn't believe in mm-hmm. what the empire is doing. So I can see both sides to it. And in Rebels, you only have what Ezra and uh, what's his name? Kanan. Excuse me. Kanan. Kanan. Yeah. yeah. Um, you, I mean, Bail sends for Obi Wan when in in A New Hope because we need you know Jedi back. 
it just seems like the Jedi are, are missing from the every other outside of the the rebels there. Um, every other Jedi presence. Mm-hmm. So I, I right. that's where I was that's where I was leaning when you first brought this up, Dom. Is that no? This seems like more of a. I mean, maybe they're going somewhere with it, but some sort of let's save the Force sensitives. I guess. Although I, I guess I was thinking more along the lines of the rebellion, like coalesced from a lot of different groups. So you had like the ghost crew right. and they met up with Phoenix squadron and then you get, you know, the, the path and you, you like, you have these. And then when we see rogue one, it's much even clearer that what we've got is yeah. a coalition of people coming together as an alliance. And right. I, I wonder maybe the, the path is one of those groups that are part yeah. of that. Um, and, and at the end of this, where it's like we get that classic line, well, your soldiers now, the K2SO line, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you're a rebel now. Uh, so uh, sorry, I jumped ahead on that. But uh, so, OK, <laughs> so let's let's talk about the because um, that's such a great line. So let's talk about the beginning of this. So uh, Kenobi's rescued. He's in and out of consciousness. He's taken to the safe house, immersed in a back to tank to treat the burns, which they juxtapose with Vader in his back to tank. And this is, is there a force connection going on between them? I kind of felt like they, there was this, uh, this subconscious force connection that was connecting them both there. It's hard to tell whether it's narrative or actually like a force thing, you know, like the, the Ray, uh, Kylo thing. But mm. I, I, I think it's more just narrative personally. And that's kind of where I'm going with it. Okay. The first time after he first found out and he seemed to call out almost to Anakin. And this was uh, after he escaped uh, the sister. Um, and then we got that first look of Anakin in the back to tank. That seemed like they were indicating it. But, you know, the other I would say, you're right, Tom, it's it's either narrative or they're not really forcing the issue. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, that I think it's more of a, a it was a stylistic editing thing. I didn't get a, yeah, yeah, I didn't get a sense it was like some sort of connection. What, what, what really? And I'm, you know, I'm going to start off with the th- things I have issues with in this episode. Is like what a what a missed opportunity here to have flashbacks of, you know, mm-hmm. something from Clone Wars. I mean, this whole this whole show, the hype for the show has been predicated on Hayden Christensen. And you and McGregor are reuniting. Yeah. And like we're four episodes in now and we've had one, you know, kind of brief encounter, which was pretty cool. Um, but like, you know, when we're first introduced to the back to tank and, and Boba Fett, the whole point of the back to tank is to show flashbacks. And mm-hmm. like, I, I feel like they could have carried on that sort of, you know, use the back to tank as a plot device to to go back in the past. And you have these two actors that are in this show and have this whole history that we've seen animated. Um, uh, they could have easily or or we could have just seen new things we've never even seen in, mm-hmm. in Clone Wars with new scenes with Hayden and Ewan McGregor. I just felt like it was, you know, a missed opportunity again. I, I feel like we're, we're, we're getting all these thrown together, you know, you know, scenes and, and plot lines and and. Uh, you know, if you read anything about this show, there, there, there was a lot of rewrites. So who knows what the show originally was supposed to be. But it feels like, and this is one, one of the first ex- real examples to me, at least, where in this episode, a lot of things felt they were kind of rushed. You know, 
stuff like clunky dialogue and 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 uh instances like this where i feel like they 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 kind of had something but they didn't know where to go um and and they just sort of uh held on to plot lines uh that were that could have maybe been like you probably could have combined episode like the events of episode three and episode four and and done it in one episode um but yeah, I just feel like for a show titled Obi Wan Kenobi, he's kind of a supporting character in his own right. show. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, okay. and, yeah. So, so me, that, that's that's just how I feel about that. I had a very visceral reaction to that this this back to tank scene because I was like, "Oh, that was it." I thought we were, <laughs> I really thought we were going to get flashbacks, and but, I was so okay. disappointed. Okay, <laughs> but let me argue though that I believe that that's very intentional, and the reason I say that is because. Um, you see Vader in the Bacta tank and for him, the Bacta is survival. Like that's what's mm-hmm. keeping him yeah. alive besides his suit. For Ben being in the Bacta tank, they use the script to uh, build up this idea that Ben needs healing, not just physical, but also mental. In fact, so we see him, he's in there, he has these feelings, he's kind of, you know, moving around and he quickly, as you were saying, Andrew, gets out of the back to tank. He hurries out. And Tala, the first thing she says is, you're still not healed. Yeah. You're still not healed. And to me, that is very intentional because Ben is trying to avoid the past. He, he doesn't want to think about it. He just wants to shake it off and go forward. And he can't get it out of his system. It's like, this is just keeping me back. And he doesn't want to heal. And I think, you know, as we go forward, we'll see like Tala is really sort of the the voice for this concept is that she's like, you know, you there's she says even like later on, she says, um, your body is not the only thing that needs to heal Ben. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, I really believe that the back to tank in this situation, yes, was trying to show parallelism between him and Anakin but also to show that Ben is not wanting to heal and he's not allowing himself to heal right now. He's just trying to go about what he thinks he should be doing. And there'll be more as we, as we go to, on, on this healing thing. I want to get to, and there's a really good, uh, di- a bit of dialogue coming up. Um, but we switch quickly to Fortress Inquisitorius on the ocean moon of Nur in the Mustafar system. Uh, so right Literally, they're neighbors to Vader, who's, you know, his castle's on Mustafar. Um, and we see Leia being interrogated, and she's got this very fierce, I'm a princess of Alderaan. And, uh, and, and Reva, meanwhile, tells her that Kenobi is dead because, you know, the, the, the Sith lie about everything. Um, and, oh, by the way, more tiny handcuffs f- for kids by, by the Empire. Like, <laughs> you guys are really, really gross. You know, you're just really... <laughs> they just seem to have all these tiny handcuffs, which is scary. Uh, to be fair, there's a lot of sizes of aliens out oh, there. That's true. So they yeah, probably just jealous. repurposed. They're you know. tiny. Okay. What would they have used on yeah. the Bothan? Yeah. Or, or on, uh, uh, what's his name from um, uh, the uh, Rise of Skywalker? What's his name? Oh, Babu Frick. Oh, Babu Frick. Handcuff Yoda, you're going to yeah. need even smaller handcuffs. Well, right, off. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so well, yeah, we, in Star Wars, they usually they usually kill the children. They don't arrest them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so in part three, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put them in a put them in a museum tank thing. Yeah. Yes, Oof. yep. 
get we'll get in there. Uh, so not much happens in this interrogation, this initial interrogation scene. We're just setting up the fact that Reva's got Leia on her in the fortress uh, and is lying to her. Uh, and she and she's demanding that she tell her about the path. And I'm like, why would this child who literally just you kidnapped from her home and brought to this planet and encountered one person? Why, why would she know anything? That's kind of I'm thinking, like, why? Why are you interrogating her? Uh, it's kind of weird. You kidnapped her from her home and now you think that she has all this information. It's kind of odd. Well, I mean, I saw it as like she she was clearly helped by somebody in that path. So she probably just wants names, you know, tell me something, you know, yeah. she heard her in that this the safe house. She was talking about Jabim uh, to mm-hmm. to Obi-Wan and Quinlan and everything. And, and Leia ostensibly, I suppose overheard that you know but uh yeah that's true and she and she says well like later you know she says i didn't tell them anything you know so she knew something (laughs) right she didn't didn't give up tala which which she could have uh so speaking of jabim uh we we see some new members of the path including uh roken played by uh an act a known actor oshay jackson jr uh who Folks had been speculating who he could be. Uh, I think you guys had meant, talked about it before about that might, he might have been Quinlan Voss, but uh, turns out he's he's uh, this character who is helping force sensitive escape from, because his wife had was force sensitive and got taken by the Empire, and so the uh, the we we hear that's what motivates him to help uh, uh, Obi Wan, even though he doesn't think it's a good idea for them to get involved. Uh, we're not soldiers, they say. Um, and then Kenobi says, "Hey, you let's we can attack the fortress. We can sneak in in those T forty seven speeders you have over there. Which, hello, is Empire Strikes Back? Yes, these are the yeah. snow speeders <laughs> before they got converted to snow speeders. Um, although, who knew they're they're actual uses for hauling sewage? <laughs> who knew? <laughs> uh, they're 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 dump trucks. And but uh, in Star Wars, everything's got to have guns on it." So, you know, it's <laughs> well, yes, exactly, exactly. I have a fun, not personal criticism, but when we get to that part later, there's something I saw someone bring up online that if they hadn't brought it up, I would have been like, oh, but now I'm like, no, you can't. Uh, so <laughs> no, you can't stop thinking about it. So I'll do it to everybody else. No, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. So, oh, I think I know where you're going. Uh, so Tala um, volunteers to go back undercover as an Imperial officer to, to get him into the fortress to get Obi-Wan into the fortress and their, their extraction plan is these speeders that will show up at later. Um, the fortress doesn't have shields and apparently doesn't have anti-air turbo laser replacements, which or radar or right. Which, <laughs> uh, well, if you come in low enough, you, you feel the sensors, but, but somehow, a lot of TIE fighters or yeah. blaster resistant uh, windows. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm guessing the, the lack of shielding, the lack of, anti-air is is really more of uh, imperial arrogance right yeah the imperial this is we've seen this since the episode four the imperials didn't think starfighters could could scratch the paint on the death star and this mm-hmm. is a fundamental part of star wars is that imperials are arrogant and overlook the small important details like but just in case we're going to put a hundred or so seeker droids on the the uh, fortress to, for all the people that get by our lack of defense. I have a theory real quick that the TIE fighters are not real, mm-hmm. but it was like a, a cost saving <laughs> thing, you know, like those, those fake security cameras. 
that you can like put up to make <laughs> right. someone that think would make you have a security. Whole lot more sense now. <laughs> well, you don't see any, you don't so see, like, fair, you don't see pilots, right? You I just, just see, see some officers yeah. and and stormtroopers. Yeah. So yeah. And and the, right the, ending of, the ending of this episode <laughs> makes a lot more sense too. Yeah, we get there. Thank you for fixing that in my brain. That was a big. That's a big problem I had. That one's for father. That's a head cannon thing now. They were they they had parts a part shortage and they you know they have some supply chain issues so <laughs> kenobi's so the kenobi and tyler are on these this imperial shuttle and heading toward Nur, and he's trying to use the force to drag a widget across the table and struggling because he's not been using the force his, his connection to the force is still weak and tala says to him some things take time to heal and he says some things can't be forgotten and I'm wondering, what is he referring to? What is the connection between healing and forgotten? And Angela, I'm wondering if you particularly, mm-hmm. given what you said earlier, have an idea yeah. of that. Okay, well, her full line is, your body is not the only thing that needs to heal, Ben. The past is a hard thing to forget. You just need time. And that's when he says, some things can't be forgotten. Um, to me, that called to mind the, the phrase, forgive and forget, um, you know, that people kind of have as this... <laughs> this cliche about how you're supposed to just move on with your life. Um, And I think that's sort of what he's wrestling with, kind of like I alluded to before, that, you know, what he really needs, healing is about integrating your hurt, your pain, into your present self, right? And being able to do that in a healthy way. And he doesn't know how to do that. (laughs) I don't think that Jedi really taught him, I guess, like, how to do that. <laughs> so, yeah. um, yeah. So I think that's, that's the connection there. And it has to do with what she says. Um, the past is a hard thing to forget. The Jedi are pretty emotionally stunted as a whole. I think that's the, <laughs> I think that was the lesson of the prequels is they're pretty emotionally. They, they, they are not in a good place. And I think also the higher you get in the ranks of the Jedi, the more you have that. Because what you see here is a man who's never had to deal with failure. And anybody who's learned anything, unless they're a prodigy, has had to deal with failure to overcome. You know, that's how you learn. That's how you get better. And so what you have is a a guy who's who never really had to deal with failure throughout his rise through the Jedi ranks. Except for like the singular event of losing his master to uh, Darth Maul. And so all of the failure that he's dealt with in his life has been around Sith. It hasn't been around anything that he's had to deal with. And so now the Sith are in power. So where does he go from there? And I I think that it adds a layer to him when you think of it that way. I would say it's not so much failure because having Anakin by his side in battle, um, there's a lot of things that go wrong. But I would (laughs) say it's more so about losing someone that, that means something to you. And really feeling that. I don't think um, he's been able to get over losing Qui-Gon. Um, and I also think the way that he lost Anakin, he doesn't know how to deal with that. So um, I think it more so has to do with the anti-attachment doctrine of the Jedi that he just doesn't know how to integrate this stuff properly. Well, and, and you know, obviously he didn't just lose Anakin either. He was betrayed. Right. You know, and, and not just him, but everybody. It, it's like the worst thing that could have happened that no one could have imagined. You know, it just keeps getting worse. And I, I did, you know, I, I go back and forth on that whole Vader scene from episode three here. 
well, I should say part three, because it keeps confusing me. Yes. <laughs> it's like episode two. Part three with, you know, just so unapologetically charging down the street, choking people, dragging people, snapping people's necks. Like it's to me, it's it's like. Even in the original movies, like like Obi-Wan, Luke could not put a dent in ghost, you know, force ghost Ben's, you know, um, notion of, of any you know, redeemability whatsoever, if that's a word uh, for Anakin. You know, it, it's he's more machine now, or, you know, more man. I'm sorry, more machine now than man twisted and evil. You know, there's not even any like Ben doesn't even like pause to think about, oh, yes, that would be nice if he could be saved. It's like, <laughs> no, he can't be, you know, so it's like. <laughs> I feel like we have to kind of get him a little bit closer to that hopelessness in a sense towards Anakin. Mm-hmm. And then maybe like you guys are saying, I think the letting go is going to mm-hmm. be kind of that in a lot of ways, because, you know, we know he has to get to that, that point where he doesn't really have any hope for him anymore. Now it's about how do I help those that he's trying to harm, you know? And I, and I, I imagine he sees that because, you know, he says, I failed you, Anakin. Like he's, he's taking all this blame on himself I feel like that's going to be that motivating, you know, like, what can I do now? I can't do anything for him or so he thinks. Um, and the only one who really could was Luke, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think there are some some good seeds here. We'll just have to see what they what they do with. Them. There's also the the responsibility of, you know, what he's unleashed on the galaxy. You know, yeah. he, he, you know who, who's the last one who had this? Uh, you did. You, you had uh, Anakin. Uh, and what happened to him? You know, well, like I thought you, you said, were he, watching him. He, he, tried, <laughs> like, oh, really? he trots down the street and snaps necks and pulls people up, you know, dude, you had the high um, ground. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and he all, yeah. And he had a chance to kill him and left yeah. him. Uh, I mean, you know, there's, I, you know, that's gotta be part of it. You know, the, this is all, I, I probably shouldn't be doing this anymore. I, he said, you know, I thought I could train him as well as Yoda. I was wrong. So then we have, uh, we have the infiltration of the fortress and Tala lands unannounced, uh, uh, uncalled for on Nur and talks arrogant Imperial to get past the checkpoint, uh, <laughs> which is a nice thing. Although she's a little tiny flaws in the writing, things like she says to the, the guard, I'm your commanding officer, which she wouldn't be. She means superior officer. And it's like, that's a, that's a small detail, but that's a, that's a, someone let that slip through. It's, like It's an easy one to get right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. Like, yeah. Uh, but then we have uh, a a callback to episode one, uh, where uh, Obi Wan swimming through the ocean with the uh, the little Jedi breathers to to get to infiltrate the fortress instead of Naboo. He, uh, he still has his Jedi breather. Yes, yes. Uh, th- those things are like gold. And uh, I can't believe he didn't throw it away on Tatooine for ten years. <laughs> he dug it you up never know. It. He's like me. He's like you know. I just. Did yeah, you, yeah, maybe. Did you see his hut in episode four? It was filled with junk, all kinds of stuff. That's true. Uh, so he comes up through the, uh, the I always think it was like the James Bond, uh, you know, port, you know, like, yep. th- what was it, Thunderball? Well, the, the, the yacht had that. So I always think of that as a James Bond port. And he comes up and he, man, he takes out that sto- poor stormtrooper pretty darn quick. No lightsaber needed. He just uh, does something off screen to him and tosses his body into the water. Uh I feel so, like a lightsaber would have hurt less. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's cool. And my kids, my kids all, my kids all complain. Why did he not take the stormtrooper's outfit? That's like, what I was just <laughs> gonna say. I was ready for like he. Now he's gonna throw back Thank to you. 
a new hope and he's going to be wearing, you know. I can't see a thing in this helmet. <laughs> he's a little tall for a stormtrooper, I think, is the problem. So, uh, so then we have uh, Reva again trying to use the Force to read Leia's mind, who sassily asks, is this a staring contest? <laughs> it's like, that is total nine-year-old. That is, that She's is growing a, on me. Yeah, she's yeah. really growing on me at this point. Like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, any problems I had with the actress who was playing Leia, not anymore. She's yeah. good. <laughs> and uh, and when that fails, and Riva, you know, says you have a very strong mind, which you know is interesting given who she will turn out to be. Uh, she, uh, Leia releases Lola surreptitiously, uh, but Riva catches it, and we find some things out about Riva. So, right, so we say she says. She learned at a young age that the braver you are, the more scared you are. The braver you act, the more scared you are. She owned a droid when she was young that was taken from her, and she knows what it's like to be alone. So these are some interesting biographical points that we're learning and that may feed into Thomas, your uh, theory about who she really is, uh, which is I think a lot of people have kind of come up with this, this uh, idea that she's a former youngling. Uh, Can from, I add to that too? Yes, yes. Um, so she says that the droid, you know, sure, droid was taken from her like everything else mm-hmm. was taken from her. Right. And if you notice, all of her threats to people um, are when she's talking to them, she's saying these people won't come help you. They they have abandoned you. The, mm-hmm. They're not coming for you. So she has abandonment issues. Mm-hmm. I'm 100% convinced of that. Yeah. It I uh, this is this totally reads like uh, youngling who survived Order sixty six. Yeah. yeah. But I want to point out she does she has not turned to the Empire as a as filling that void because she never no. mentions that this is the only thing that's stable. This is the only thing that's that's good. And that's if you're going to write a character that's really turning dark, the best way to do it would be to to make her embrace that you know cult mentality of it mm. and they don't do that with her. So I'm still holding to this, you know, she's got ulterior motives with this rising the ranks of the Inquisitors. She, she reminds me of Killmonger, Eric Killmonger mm-hmm. from Black mm-hmm. Panther. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To where she has a vendetta. She's doing whatever she personally can to, you know, and it was, it was a personal thing. It was something really personal that she's taking personal and she's trying to get power to get what's hers. Mm, yeah. that's that's yeah. an interesting concept yeah she's just not written nearly as well <laughs> well <laughs> i think that's the issue <laughs> so uh, uh i assume we'll come we'll have more on that as we go along but uh so we have a scene where tala is guiding uh obi-wan through the corridors from a console in the a operations room or something like that uh she straight up murders an officer in the back of the office and leaves his body there uh that was good i'm like like 20 feet behind everybody sitting at their computers <laughs> yeah it was like right there somebody's gonna see that <laughs> like come on she's like come on. goes back sorry i had to kill a guy no she didn't say that to be fair but i was just like does no one you know what though maybe, maybe these guys maybe i'm wrong about this maybe these officers are trained so well they don't eavesdrop yeah. Because I do all the time. I, I can't <laughs> help it. I, I like. I don't want to. It's sinful. But it's like, what did you, where, where did she just go? Like you're sitting you know? three feet from me and talking about the schematics, like, <laughs> the secret droids. <laughs> it's it's the storm just checking his emails. Like, did you hear that loud crunch noise and the fall to the ground? 
Okay. They're probably, just used, to, they're probably just used to their like like their colleagues just dropping dead. Right. Yeah. For no, I mean, I'm sure, I mean Vader, 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 Vader does days. it for fun. Yeah. Right. Uh, Vader must have like, did it through the communications comm. Yeah. 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 Now, I didn't see him in here. There's yeah. one. There's one slight like uh, f- flaw in the in the way they do things that is just a. a I think it's. They do it because it was in episode four, which is the the fact that the comm links don't have an earpiece, that comm links, the, mm-hmm. that the, the voice comes right out of the device in the hand. That's because that's what they did in episode four. It's the same right. comm link and it, it provides yeah, it some cool. dramatic uh issues in this in this episode there, there's also no email in star wars <laughs> there is yeah. no email in star wars. that's right yeah. there are no texting it's, it's, messages yeah you got to get a droid to project a, a video for you <laughs> it features yeah. so heavily that it made me go back and look at these and we're in episode four this reflects episode four if you go back and look at episode three it reflects episode three mm-hmm. from from star wars because it ends mm-hmm. with this dramatic lightsaber fight between obi-wan and vader uh, and, and like a lot of the stuff episode two same way you can draw a lot of parallels in each one of these to oh, the original uh, or to, to the movies the way that they were presented so mm. i'm anticipating that the next two we're going to get some more of that where the next one's going to be a little bit more like empire and then the final one's going to be a little bit more like um return of the Jedi. Who, who was who yeah. was the jamaican comedy relief in episode one <laughs> <laughs> no, that's oh, a good I question love, i would love Ahmed best in this series oh that'd be great as long as they don't have leia get frozen in carbonite in the next episode <laughs> and, I'm like, and again oh, she's no, but you, had, but you had camille you had camille uh, uh you had the, the false did. jedi right so that was that's too. sort of your yeah you know mm-hmm your comedy relief. I, I, relief. I think they're, you know, they're pretty close. They're pretty That's close. I, I'm I, I, interesting that episode six is return of the Jedi. And that's, I think where mm-hmm. we're going is to return the Jedi, but that's, <laughs> that's the future. Uh, so the, so as Obi-Wan is sneaking through the, the Death Star, I mean the um, fortress inquisitorious, <laughs> um, we have this moment where he has to hide from stormtroopers and, mm. The when he makes the noise, just like the uh, the distracting noise, just like he will, just like a new hope in a new hope. And the stormtrooper says, "Did you hear that?" And it is. I think they lifted that directly out of the (laughs) stormtroopers outside the Millennium Falcon when they would they 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 uh, lured them in to take their Mm. their the uniforms. I that's totally. I think the 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 same line it sounded exactly the same to me uh, i didn't go back did, and watch a new hope to to confirm that but it did you guys the catch the the stormtrooper chatter too where yes. the one is like oh this place gives me the creeps <laughs> oh, hopefully you won't be uh stationed here for long yeah. <laughs> they're uh, honest yes yes the stormtrooper chatter in some of these like like in Rogue One with the the speed the new speeders and uh, I I like the fact that they put in Stormtrooper chatter just like Episode Four had so uh, I like it. Uh, so the, Reva, now that the mind control and telling her that everyone is dead and is turned against her didn't work, has decided to play good cop, forgetting that you need two people to play good cop, bad cop. So <laughs> she's, unless you're Steve Martin in the Pink Panther, <laughs> right? Right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So. Uh, <laughs> She tries to gain Leia's sympathy by saying, we're all on the same side here. So, so, you know, just, you know, so Leia says, okay, so I'll tell you all, everything I know about the path, but let me tell my father first, since like you said, we're all on the same side, right? Like very clever, very clever girl. Uh, She'll be in five years. She'll be uh, sneaking ships to the rebellion uh, as a 16 year old. Um, That that's, that's clear. Uh, So Reva 
is done with she's you know in, uh, her patience is done and so now she's <laughs> going to torture a child uh, so <laughs> did you notice that the torture chair also makes the same sound as the interrogation droid on the death star so mm, more yes. parallelism here mm-hmm. um they have a giant room that they use for torturing. That's what I was going to say. Everything's it just really big that way because Leia's so small. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> if no, Chewbacca but, but was like, in there, it would be like, oh. I thought the same thing about Tala's ship, right? So they're sitting on Tala's ship, and she's got this cockpit up front that's huge. Like, it was just an enormous cockpit that she was sitting in, and it was her by herself, like one chair in the <laughs> right. middle of this gigantic. And all the other cockpits have been very, like, you know, the Millennium Falcon's cockpit's, like, super tiny. And you got yeah. Chewie and Han both in there. <laughs> Imperial, Imperial, the Empire likes things big, 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 big. Make yeah. it bigger. You can, I can see the architect with the plans for the fortress. Uh, no, bigger, says the <laughs> Inquisitor. So uh, Kenobi finds the secure sector with the red Imperial logo. You notice on the doors, and it's filled with the bodies of dead Jedi and Force sensitives. And I, I, I wasn't clear. It wasn't clear to me at first that they were dead and not in like frozen in carbonate mm-hmm, sort yeah. of suspended mm-hmm. it's like yellow um, jello it's yes. like amber that's what You're i right yeah. yeah that's yeah that's it yeah frozen in amber um why jurassic park yeah right they'll make new jedi in in a million years yeah. why <laughs> would they keep the bodies theories well, that's exactly it because because of palpatine research cloning yeah. right like why do they want grogu yeah, it's yeah. I actually have a different theory on this one, and I think this is something that's going to come up because um, they've they've talked a little bit about why Ray's so powerful in the in the sequel uh, trilogy, and they've been there have been a lot of attempts to backfill this. And so, what some people have been talking about with it is that there is a lack of force powers that are being distributed to people because all of these Jedi's bodies haven't been given back to the universe. And so I think that's what's going on here is that they're being kept so that the people who remain, the people who do have force powers that remain are more powerful because there isn't a distribution of the power back to other people as they're being either either reborn or uh, something like that. But that it's concentrating the power down into whoever does remain. And that's what the emperor wants is that Hmm. the two Sith stay very powerful because there is no other distribution of the force outside of them. Is that a metachlorian thing? I, I don't know that. I don't know if they're going to go that far. I, yeah, it's I, probably, it's, yeah, I, I heard it's, one it's time a thing, right? It's, it's like a, yeah, a Wi-Fi works, you know, <laughs> you have too many people on one, on one network. <laughs> yeah. Well, I read once well, that Darth Vader lost metachlorians when he lost limbs. And so he became less powerful. I mean, I only heard one person say it. It sounded kind of funky, but, but, you know, when you say like these bodies aren't redistributing, you know, whatever mm-hmm. back into the, the force. Hmm. So like the force is concentrated in the physical body of the people, um, which is good. Also connected to when Obi-Wan dies, his body, you know, when people become force ghosts, their bodies dissolve, that sort of thing, mm-hmm. except for Qui-Gon. But we won't go there. Um Oh, oh, we don't know. We don't know what ha- we never saw what happened to Qui-Gon's body. So that could have happened. Well, it was burned. No, yeah, it did get burned on that giant pyre. It did, it did, it right, did get right, burned. Oh, right, yeah. right, 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 or right, they right. made it look like it burned. That's true. Yeah. Mm. Just like Just in Clone Wars when they fixed Obi-Wan's death. <laughs> yes. Luminous beings, are we? <laughs> oh, that's so, dark. Uh, Funny enough. Yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, Del Luminous. So uh, okay, so they're keeping the bodies in there, and the Obi Wan is so shocked that he's kind of stunned and not continuing to look for Leia until he sees a youngling frozen mm-hmm. in there. And that's what reminds him. And he, that's when he hears Leia calling for, mm-hmm. for help. It's like, yeah, man, way, why are you walking so slow? Like, he's got a map. He's like walking yeah. around like turn left. Yeah. Um, I, I thought <laughs> really interesting here was that there were, there were no, noticeable characters like no yeah. figures that we know mm-hmm. i was gonna say yeah. well, was super there was like one obscure like clone wars <laughs> right i mean there were deep cuts right but there was there was no like you didn't see a plo Koon or uh you yeah. know you wouldn't or, plo Koon well, was in the fighter bloop boom remember oh, his oh, fighter got blown true. up yeah but yeah, i know yeah. what you're saying you don't see any yeah. of the other jedi we saw from from clone wars or did you guys notice like, one from i didn't notice like the first one I think he was like he helped them in the library in Clone Wars when it's like yeah there was a librarian that's yeah I want to say that's I heard somebody say that I don't know yeah I I heard the same thing did you guys notice the first time I I, because I I didn't until I watched it the second time that I just it happened kind of quick I didn't notice it was two levels Um, and then the second Mm -hmm. time like and it was very clearly two levels I was just sort of looking at the ground level I guess but that was just like the the scale of it was interesting to me because like how again like they hinted at that earlier like how deep does this thing go how big is this what's down there so right yeah that was neat this is a big tomb yeah uh, so kenobi needs a distraction to rescue leia so he he uh calms tala and so tala's idea is to ask to meet with reva to give her a story and reva immediately smells a rat which is you know that's good I, I, I don't want the bad guys to be too dumb and fall for things so she immediately smells like this is this is strange why are you here um and tala does the tell a tell a lie with the truth oh i'm a spy and then she spins it a little bit and it's not working but that's when kenobi takes out two the two stormtroopers in the dark which like this the first stormtrooper well you know he didn't react fast enough when the lights went out the second stormtrooper i don't know what you're doing like why are you standing there when you when you saw a lightsaber just take out the other guy? But okay, he's like, "There's no way out." I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm diving for the floor nice or something, you know? <laughs> maybe, maybe for you, there's no way out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so while he when he takes out those stormtroopers and the power goes out, and uh, that's when Reva runs off and she says to the stormtroopers guarding Tala, "Take her." And Tala escapes from those stormtroopers pretty readily. Those guys were also the, these are not the cream of the stormtrooper crop here. That's let's just say all you have to do is slap them in the helmet. Yeah, she does an illegal Pittsburgh Steeler slap to the head of the stormtrooper. <laughs> it totally stuns him. <laughs> you do whatever you do what you got to do to get that last <laughs> <one. laughs> Again, I wonder what is the stormtrooper armor actually for? <laughs> or. Or is this all a ploy? Does this Reva's plan to let them escape like in episode four, which I want to get to that again, because um, she she's got Lola already set up with a tracker. She's, you know, she did. She know this was all coming. So uh, Kenobi is Leia. They get cornered in a hallway underwater with windows that get damaged by a stray blaster bolt. Did you notice he's still not as good with that saber deflecting blaster bolts as he was in Clone Wars? You know, or, mm-hmm. you know, he's still 
not as readily. His ability with the force has improved since the shuttle because it uh, maybe because of the of need and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But he's still not quite there yet, which is interesting. He did the spinorama thing. Well, my prose column, I I, <laughs> I put down like I, I gave a big personally a big thumbs up to the uh, uh, Ewan and the lightsaber stuff in this one, because I, I think you're right. Like, it's definitely clunky, but I think it's on purpose. Yeah. And it's I don't know. I just I, li- I liked it. I, I thought, you know, he's if he's too good right now, it's going to be like, OK, you know, um, so he's not quite back yet. But I, I was glad that he was. I felt like he was more himself than he's been in this show, mm-hmm. you know, uh, by a long shot compared to like the previous episode. So as someone who loves his character, I was like, oh, yeah, there he is. OK, yeah. <laughs> like, all right. So that was kind of cool. And and by the Sorry. way, then, Thomas, you can maybe like we've been talking about this, too, but I'm just curious the um, if it comes up later even. But uh, I just think the lightsaber looks so great. So yes. I really I just think they. <laughs> it, yeah. And that, that was another thing I wrote down. I was like, it just looks really good it's a know? physical lit prop right it, it just looks more so real much of a difference yeah, yeah. yeah. it really does I, I i'm loving it this is because this is the first the first series that they've used the actual force effects lightsabers yeah in. um so not even in the um not even in the sequel uh trilogy they right. they really use the force effects lightsabers did so, they use it for ahsoka's lightsaber though in um, uh, the mandalorian i don't believe so because i don't think that they had I think they have the blue and the red ones down. I don't know that they have the white ones down yet. Well, no, because she's she's lit from the lightsaber too, though. So yeah, they had a physical prop. I I I was I think from the behind the scenes they did the they they showed that. Um, But yeah, Hmm. you're right. It is, and you too can go out and buy one yourself (laughs) on Amazon. Even (laughs) you'd have your own lightsaber for five hundred dollars. But they're awesome. I mean, it looks fantastic, and I'm so glad they're using. They're they're way better than these two behind me on the wall, but (laughs) they've come a long way. (laughs) Yes. Uh, The the did you notice is uh, among the stormtroopers was a purge trooper. We see we see several of them in this episode. Oh Mm -hmm. yeah, Uh, which. They're from they originally showed up in the comics, the Darth Vader series of the comics, and they also show up in the Jedi Fallen Order video mm-hmm. game. And they appa- mm-hmm. apparently are originally former clones who still have the Order 66 programming active in them. And so they they are Jedi hunters, basically. Hmm. Crosshair. Yeah, right. Crosshair <laughs> would be an example. Where is he at? I mean, well, yeah, we've. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so, and I really like this scene where Kenobi holds the broken window while Tala is getting Leia away and the getting the, the Imperials into position so that he can break it and push the water at them while he runs out and doesn't get a drop yeah. on him. Well, the force <laughs> is definitely with him because it's like it, it's he can't do it on command. It seems well. I mean, like unless it's an emergency, but like he saved Leia, mm-hmm. he stops mm-hmm. this window. Like it's it's definitely it's knocking. <laughs> yep. Uh, so then we get what might be the the scene that I have the hardest time with in this whole episode. <laughs> it starts with the improbable sight of Kenobi walking with a big trench coat with Leia under it, and nobody noticing. I'm sorry. Did anyone else think of Austin Powers with him on Minini? Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I couldn't understand it. (laughs) Just like... Like, this scene could have easily been saved if, like, they just were a little self-aware. Like, like if Obi-Wan was like, 
is this really going to work? Like if he goes to Tyler, is this really going to work? Like, yeah. like if they were just a little more self-aware, like this is ridiculous. Yeah. This isn't going to work. The, Why didn't you me, say so before? guy with a beard. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Guy. It was, <laughs> they were really getting away with it there. And, and like, they were really like seriously like doing this thing. Like this, this, I mean, it worked in Little Rascals, I guess. A stormtrooper uh, costume but, for him and her in in some sort of cargo thing. And sure, you don't like have this problem. But I don't know. Yeah, there's so many <laughs> things they could have done differently. Yeah, I, yeah, it was weird. Yeah, I, there's a, there's so so much more I could say. But yeah, I mean, it's yeah, that was I don't get what they were they were going with that. Yeah. Oh, look, that guy must be uh, an imperial officer from the Malapropin race. who have four <laughs> legs instead of two. Yeah, yeah it was with, with a little girl peeking out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, speeder rescue. Speeders swoop in and blast everything. Um, although before that, before we get to that, the stormtroopers surround Tala and Kenobi, aiming their weapons at them, and. People, Imperials are still walking around like there's nothing going on between the trooper, the stormtroopers and the escapees. Like you're literally walking through the line of fire, folks, like as if it's a summer day, you're out for a stroll. It was weird. Like that's a directorial problem. Like the director totally like Deborah Chow totally messed that up. I, I That's just a straight up error on her part that they would that they wouldn't have stopped people from walking. Yeah, it's uh, there are a bunch of NPCs, um, <laughs> right? Just, just around. Yeah, you know, it's like a video game. It's like <laughs> right. Uh, it, it, they just weren't processed, fully processed uh, in, in the, you know, during the rendering. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, there, there, was yeah. Odd, there was an odd moment earlier too that really that bothered me. Um, when the when the two other Inquisitors were walking through the hallway doing something, I don't even remember what it was. Uh, they had these two stormtroopers walk behind them. And they were very clearly CGI'd stormtroopers. Like it, they it, were, it, yeah. it almost looked like they were covering something up. Like I'm wondering if there wasn't something else. I thought, that had been I thought shot the same there. thing. Yeah, the because jeans guy work. from Mandalorian. Yeah, it, it, it was <laughs> that just was fun. so weird. Yeah, so it happens. I don't know. That, <laughs> yeah, little stuff like that. And I don't know. There's 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 so much polish in some areas of the show that there's other spots where it's like, wow, this, and, and that kind of stuff just pops out at you. We'll have, we have another one coming up in a minute that just yeah really stuck out like a sore thumb to me. And things were going really well. And, and I don't complain about this much, but it breaks your immersion when you have those sore thumb moments where just it, everything's going great. And then all of a sudden we get the scene that just wasn't processed properly. It's like, Oh, somebody right. should have thought about that a little better. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if that had anything to do with uh, um, the debut kind of being uh, postponed. Mm-hmm. Um, like maybe they had to CGI a few things mm-hmm. out. I wonder. Oh, from the beginning of May to the end of May. Yeah. Yeah. Or May. Yeah. Hmm. That's and then the be. shift two more days. Right. Right. Uh, interesting. So. We we have this scene where the the speeders come in to rescue them, uh, blasting everything to Kingdom Come uh, on the launch pad. Uh, these non-soldier flyers who apparently, you know, the Fortress Inquisitorious. It was too easy. It was too easy. And maybe that's why, again, maybe it's too easy because they're trying to let them go to lead them back to the 
path, right? That's that's the parallelism to episode four. Yeah. But they still would have had to have communicated that so quickly across the entire Fortress Inquisitorius that it's just like nobody bothered to set up an e-web as soon as these things came in. And, you know, you don't have anybody running out ammunition or, uh, you know, something that's going to be able to take them down. Well, the battery, I mean, the battery, shoot a a battery at him, that'll do it. I guess it could have been, it could have been her, you know, if she, if she's smart enough, it could have been her plan all along um, that she, you know, once she had Leia at Fortress Inquisitorius, it was like, okay, memo to all (laughs) that (laughs) if Kenobi comes, I'm going to put, I'm going to put a tracker with him and he's going to lead us somewhere. And I don't know, maybe. Could you? It's kind of, it's kind of hard to believe. Yeah. Um, because like you can't predict what was going to happen, you know, once, once Obi-Wan infiltrated, um, it's, it's, she has to have a lot of foresight. And, and again, even if that ends up being the case, hypothetically, um, that she's had this massive plan, this is my problem with, you know, Reva's character in general, you know, like, is this so poorly, poorly written? Like, as far as like her motivations, like we get a little, like a little more glimpses, like we were talking about earlier, like, but it's, it's mostly theoretical. Like, Oh, maybe she's a youngling, you know, maybe she's, she has a bigger plan up her sleeve, but like, again, four episodes in two left, like if all these big reveals start happening about her character and then we got to pack in all the Obi-Wan and Anakin stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and, and making sure Leia gets home safely. Like that's a lot to pack mm-hmm. into two episodes. I have no yeah. confidence that they're going to, really do it justice and 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 i feel like you know again i mean moses ingram and and the whole cast they're great i mean they're 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 really good actors you you know ewan is is obi-wan you know he it's 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 really a slam dunk cast and i've 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 loved leia's character from the beginning um so but the, the the issue is 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 like we're we're start, we're get, we're at the finish line now. I mean, we're at least staring staring at the finish line, and we we come away with this episode with a lot of you know again theories that might be cool and and might end up working out, but I don't think all of them are gonna really pay off. And 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 it's I I think that's the frustrating thing. I mean, uh, yeah, I I, I think scenes like that especially at the end where like literally i mean okay no no one's gonna go after them like there's no <laughs> no not one show oh they're gone like um and that's it like that's that that it took me it, it really took me out of it and and uh th- there was there were i mean as much as i'm bashing on this episode there, there are a lot of things that i liked you know I, mostly just getting to see obi-wan get in touch with the force again i think was mm-hmm at least one objective that they sort of uh, completed. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I'm curious to see how they rein in uh, the third sister and that, that character, because I really think it's a shame, you know, the, the way she's been written. I mean, the, um, uh, what is it? The, the fifth brother, I think is way more interesting so far. Well, um, <laughs> just because, I mean, just for the fact that he's kind of funny, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and just like, they're just like a bunch of children, like, uh, trying to get, you know, Darth Vader's, um, approval. Um, I don't and Darth, know. Darth Vader could have easily killed Reva. I mean, why, why did he let her live? I mean, 
All right, cool. I like I feel like Darth Vader, you know, the Darth Vader that I would have thought of uh, uh, the way I would have maybe written that scene um is I would have killed her. I'd be like, "Okay, cool. We saw the tracker." Let's get to, yeah, let's get to that in a second cuz I think Mike wants to m- mention something Mike Creepy. It's it's related. I and we can come back to it. I I just want to mention passing cuz I just one of my notes was just you know, what are the inquisitors even good for? You know, and it's it's just tough because it's like you you know you you and I, I say this in all fairness, like I don't really know. I haven't really fleshed out my mind, like what realistically I'd want to see them doing. So I'm not just like sharpshooting. You know, um, I try to espouse in my life that thing of like, don't just complain if you don't have a solution for it. So I like, you know, like I feel like we always have <laughs> right. good. Like, well, I think it could have yeah, been yeah. this way. So to be fair, I mean, that's my little disclaimer. But I just like all they've done since episode one is just storm around angrily. Right. Honestly, that's what they do. That's what they do in Rebels. I yeah, mean, that's what they, that's they're, true. they're really not that. I mean, no. in my opinion, they're really not that interesting, even in, my, in the anime no, series. Not I think it just yeah. would have been like, you know, if the fifth brother, if you even just saw him with a lightsaber out, you know, in that, 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 like he just walks up and she's there. She's like, you know, I mean, go help her out for God's sake. You know, like, I mean, like she's out there deflecting blasters and it's in the, just charges upstairs at her and growls and walks away. <laughs> and I, and again, I'm not picking on him. Cause like, like, um, Andrew was saying, I think the casting's so good. I just feel like I kind of wish they would have given him more to do than just be like mad at her all the time. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. I mean, there, again, there's two episodes left. You know, we'll, we'll and, see. And are we all in agreement that the Grand Inquisitor is still alive or is going to come back? Yeah, he has to be. Like, we, we, yeah, right. Cause, yeah. yeah, cause He's in they're not ruined. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, because there's, there's like that argument like, oh, they don't care. They, they don't care about, um, you know, changing canon here and there. But I, I feel, I, so I just want I to. I think they're not as up to speed with some of it as they should be, but I, I don't think they can let I that agree. I go. feel like the writers of the show are not, but I, I think that's a big, big one to miss. So yeah, I think. Yeah, I think he'll be back. I, think I just wonder how you back, do it. Yeah. Well, yeah. do you remember what I said at the beginning of my ABCs? Oh, yeah. Grand Inquisitor. Mm-hmm. Two stomachs. Two stomachs. Two stomachs. Two stomachs. Yep. So my theory is he's just in a really long back to bath. Yep. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> so. <laughs> and I'm, cur- I'm curious of uh, the force choking by Vader elevation. Is this a is this a phase he goes through, or he just kind of likes to elevate them? But then, if you're an imperial officer, I just prefer to be more calm about it. Well, I think what we're seeing is Vader at two different periods in his life. He's still yeah. he's only ten years out from the, the Mustafar incident, and he's still angry. He's still boiling over with emotion. By the time we get to A New Hope, he's a lot. I mean, he's still kind of angry all the time he's like but he's a calm angry he's he's not like flailing around and like visibly like like this uh and so i think we're gonna see a change in him as well as a change in kenobi from the at least i hope so and that's something real quick because a friend of mine changed my mind on that because that's the other thing i was going to connect was when i it was cool, but like I was really kind of off put by him how fast he was charging down the hallway and like walking up to her real fast because it's like that's not Vader doesn't walk like that. But then my friend reminded me he's like, well, you know, he's Christian Hayden, yeah, he's he's Anakin Skywalker, you know, does. Right. Anakin still he's hot, he's a hothead, and I, I kind of like this idea of like give him nine years and he just I don't need to charge her. Like I'm gonna very slowly, casually stroll behind Tarkin and just I find her like a fifth disturbing because it's like I think that 
Yeah, I like that now, that idea of, like, he's going to kind of, like, he doesn't need to prove himself anymore. Like, he's, like, 10 years more down the road or so. He's, like, you hit, just, you hit your 40s, I do you it. Just, slow down a lot. You know? That's what yeah. I said. I don't even walk as you fast just, as I used to, you know? Like, I don't, uh, choking just... Ozzel through the comm. Just, yeah, you know, he doesn't even raise his hand. He's just yeah, sitting in the egg just thing. Just like, there, and I, okay, you're, you're almost dead. I need to promote the other guy and give him some orders. <laughs> yep. Um, so let's just move this along. Uh. But Riva does reveal that she placed a tracker on the ship. Now, in in A New Hope, they place a tracker on the Falcon, but at least they make a modicum of, hey, we're going to make it look like we're trying to get you back by sending f- TIE fighters after you, and they have to fight their way free. And mm. even then, they know that they got away too easy. They know that they're being tracked, right? So, but in this, we don't get that. We don't even get, a, we have to uh, fight our way out of this. And we know we're being tracked. We just kind of leave that on the floor. Yeah. So mm, hopefully they bring it up at the beginning of the next part. I do have to say one thing quick as as a former army officer. This is, I think this is a wrong thing with the Vader scene. He's like proud of her that she's tracking. I said, hold on a minute. Let's back up here because what he should have said was, you know, what did you place the tracker in? He's like, I placed it in her droid. When did you have her droid? Well, she flung it at me during the interrogate. Uh, (laughs) What, we don't search people anymore? Nobody <laughs> searches any. You just bring a, a prison. This is the second time in the show that no one searched this girl. after the right. of, And I'm sitting there, I'm like, I know that shouldn't bother me. I know, I, but it's a little annoying. Right. <laughs> like, right. No one's patting her down. Like, well, here, here's on. another thing that what bothers me. What if she had a blaster? <laughs> <laughs> here, here's, here's another thing that bothers me about, about putting the, the tracker in, the, in this droid. And, and maybe someone can clear this up for me. Like, where else do they think she's going other than back to, you know, Bill Organa and her parents? Like, wouldn't they just find her there again? Like, aren't they going to take her back to her parents safely? Like, where else do they think, like, do they really think they're going to bring Leia along, like, to to the path or whatever or or some other mission? Like, right. that, that, that sort of confused me, too. That, like, like <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, what was the point of the, the tracker? Like, I, I, you would assume and I would hope that Obi-Wan just takes her back to her parents, uh, her, her foster parents, right? The Organas. And yep. and and then go and do whatever the heck he wants to do. Like. Like what, she, she I feel like it wasn't that day. big of a of a of like a a bomb. Like oh, the tracker's in the in the droid. Like well, where where the heck are they going? I feel like they know where they're going. She that, runs that, out to go play in the woods the next me. time, and it's not Flea, but it's Anthony Kiedis. Like they just keep yeah. recycling yeah. through just more members of Red Hot Chili Red Peppers. Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> yeah. Well, it could be that um, you know she. So with the tracker, you know how we've gotten in the animated series that the Empire found a way to track people through light speed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, they could catch up to them in space, not necessarily just mm. find them on a planet somewhere. And the other thing too, is she probably knows that Obi-Wan doesn't have his own ship. Right. Like, probably he's being helped along the way because he was, you know, half dead on that other planet. And, you know, somebody must have helped him. Well, they mm. did say they did say mm. he had help. Right. So they, mm. their intelligence knew that he had help and he got off the planet. So maybe they want to know, you know, who's helping him. Somebody's helping him. Maybe it's these path people. Yeah. I, I think the other answer, too, is, I mean, the the droid turned evil. Its eyes are red. It's probably <laughs> not going to stick around with Leia. It's probably going to, uh, you know, look for something that she programmed it to, to look for. 
um, mm-hmm. stick with Obi-Wan, whatever, uh, so that it's more than just where she placed the tracker, but she reprogrammed the robot. Okay, that I can I can roll with. Uh, you know, we'll see what they we'll see what happens. But that would make yeah, sense. That, that, that makes sense. That, yeah. <laughs> By the way, the uh, the Jedi uh, that was from the animated series, uh, the, the the anime series, the uh, Clone Wars, was Terra Sanuba. Was the mm. um, in Wikipedia mm. has an article, of course, mm. on Terra Sanuba. <laughs> so you can you can check him check him out. Now before before we wrap up, I have to yep. I have to comment on the one scene that really bothered me from this one because this one, in my opinion, was better than the last episode. I liked this one better because it didn't have quite as many continuity issues mm. for me. Uh, you know, it, it didn't break up the Star Wars story as is quite as much. But the scene where the speeder comes in and is like facing off with Reva, mm-hmm. and and you see the two of them on screen at the same time, it just felt decidedly small screen like there was just something about it that if you had seen it in the movie theaters maybe it would have played okay but on the tv it was just like wow that looks very made for tv and mm. it, that one was the one that kind of just yanked me right out of the the quality the, of the cgi and the yeah I, i'm not sure just something about the framing of it the quality of the cgi the way that Things were yeah. Yeah, yeah. just there was something a lot was of off. stuff there that bothered me. Yeah, something was Absolutely. off. I agree. I agree. I so it it said something. Yeah, it said that to me too. Like this, this, there's something not quite right about the way they, the technical aspect of this, just the way it looked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I can I ask a quick question? Just, just uh, you know, and we might not get to it till I don't think we don't know. But I just, I'm just curious if anyone has any theories because I'm I just something is still really bothering me that I brought up last week. Um, and it's, I just, it's like Vader, all the inquisitors, all the people at this you know, fortress, or at least the officers, like there's this wide network of people who know that the princess of Alderaan and Obi-Wan mm-hmm. Kenobi are yep. connected and he was called for by her dad. Like, I, I just, it's this huge problem for me that now I, we know there's no question about it. We're going nine years now after this with no consequences whatsoever for bail for Leia. I just, I don't get how they pull that off. And I hope, I hope to God that's not just a huge thing that they blew it and ignored that, or just didn't think about that. I, I find it hard to believe. They've got to, there's gotta be some dialogue, a scene. Yeah. Where... The, the, I mean, there's just no, you know, like Vader's talking to Bale. like, did you did you call for Obi Wan? No, I didn't. Okay, you know, <laughs> like it's not. Yeah. But then that leads to a whole another series of questions. Yeah, how did he know? Why is he chasing Leia down? And that leads to a whole other set of issues. That well, if Bail didn't send him after Leia, then Leia's important for another reason. So and... Bail posted it on on Star on you know Galaxy Book <laughs> and in the old <laughs> Veterans of the Clone Space Wars Park. group, and that's where he must have seen it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I just yeah. Maybe. yeah. I mean, I mean is it Bale's not fooling anybody and they're just kind of letting him go? I mean, is it more like why like haven't they it. arrested him and thrown him in jail? Yeah, I uh, feel like that's it because in the other Star Wars um content that we have, like it seems like Bail Organa is already suspect by the Empire. Yeah. Um Yeah, they don't trust his him, resources. But- and I wonder if we're going to see more of that in Andor, like with Mon Mothma being part of the picture, mm-hmm. like if yeah. we're going to see sort of how he deals with the political situation and how people yeah. regard him. I don't know, but yeah. I've always, that's been my impression, like, especially after reading 
bloodline and some of the other things like out there that, um, I don't know. It just, you know, the very beginning of a new hope, it's like Vader gets on that ship and he's like, I know that there's some stuff going down. And now that I know all these things, it's like, maybe it wasn't just because they got one, you know, transmission. Mm. (laughs) Maybe it was just like, dude, this is Bale's ship. Like there's stuff happening. The diplomatic community only goes so far. There's pretty clearly, (laughs) there's pretty clearly some, some background suspicion Vader has specifically about Leia, not who she is, but you know, as when she's 19, he's already like, don't act so surprised your highness. You weren't, you know, and he's, he's just like, you almost get the impression she's gotten away before from him. She's going to like, you know, yeah, right. Like you weren't, Mm -hmm. you weren't on any, you know, merciful mission this time. It's just like, he's like, I got you now. Like I've been trying to get you for a while, but there's no remote evidence. Of course, in the originals that there's this like connection to Kenobi that he, that he knows of, you know, but yeah, that's another (laughs) just wondering. Yeah. I just, in the end, we, all we can do is hope that they, they, they tie that off somehow and they give us, some explanation for the, okay. the the discontinuity we have in this series from what we've known before. How how does this fit in here? And they did that with Rogue One. You know, they mm-hmm. gave us some of that, and they've you know they've with a, with a lot of these series that they've plugged in between the prequels and the originals. They've they've tried to you know give us some interesting drama while also making the continuity work. We can only hope that they, yeah. they do with the same. I tell you what, I'd love to see a scene with Vader and having to be restrained in front of Bail Organa, you know, reprimanding him, but not being able to, you know, just outright yeah. force choke him into submission. Mm. Right. It would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Are you suggesting that there's a, we made Kenobi so that we can make this movie to explain the Kenobi series? <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. Now, remind me, are we going to see Ian McDermott? I mean, did we were we told told that he's in this? He he said something about you know uh, like looming large or something like that, but but there was no you know how he is. <laughs> Sorry, he said no about it, but at the what was the panel that on the was it the main stage or was it one of the other know. side stages? I was just say episode six. We're going to see him because say... we're heading towards that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. But you we're know, we're going to get, get a hologram of him in five. And then... He's got Obi Wan. He's like, you will pay the price for your lack of visuals. Like, oh, guys, guys, come on, we, we got to write our own stuff. Like, you know, like, At some point, like, ah, oh, darn it. He was, by the way, he was my age when he. Well, one year younger than me. Apparently, I, I've forgotten that when he first, you know, played uh, Palpatine back in '83. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, makeup can do wonders, right? Yeah, it's like 120 or something. And then he said how, like, it was just like he was just managing theaters and doing stage. And every couple of years, a Star Wars movie would come around. And, <laughs> but he's just, I love him. He's so, so gentle, yes. oddly enough. <laughs> Excellent. Or is he? So, uh, so let's wrap things up. Uh, and I'll, I want to get your final thoughts, uh, starting with Angela. Well, I'm going to go down my screen here. Uh, last, final thoughts on part four? Um, well, my final thought will be on that final scene where Leia's hand, um, you know, she's kind of like looking up to him, up to Obi-Wan, comforting him. Um, just his expression, you know, I, it really made me think that part of this series must be just showing how how Obi-Wan does sort of heal. And mm-hmm. maybe Leia has to do with that, you know, has to do with his his healing process. Um, so that was kind of like a aha uh-huh, sort of I hope 
moment um, that I hope that that's what they they are taking into consideration with the writing here. Um, but overall, you know, yeah, there's there's little things here and there. I'm just really I'm happy I'm enjoying the ride and um, I'm loving the new characters and the new kind of tie ins and things like that. So, yeah. Awesome. Mike Creevy, final thoughts? I uh, I really agree with Angela um, about, uh, you know, Obi-Wan and, and Leia and just just really the heart of the show. And I think their chemistry is, is outstanding. And uh, it just reminds me of, of my favorite. I think I brought it up many times probably before, but my favorite line uh, actually from the sequel trilogy, which is well, I always joke that my favorite line is somehow Palpatine returned. Um, <laughs> but no, it's not. It's my favorite line is when Yoda says to um, uh, says to Luke, you know, we are what they grow beyond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's just something special like that with that idea, you know, that here's just what Leia represents and Luke, too, you know, because he's out there in the desert. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, it's just she is wherever Padme and Anakin's story ends, you know, for for better or for worse. And there's all this tragedy with it. You know, she, she is this this new hope, right? Or she she mm-hmm. this she grows beyond that. And t- so whatever his, you know, regrets, whatever his sorrow, there's this like she's here, you know, and um, all the good that I experienced with the two of her parents, you know, there's, there's this, even if that's gone, you know, and I think that's just really beautiful to explore. Thomas. I, I think that the more I'm seeing from star Wars stuff, the more I'm seeing that the new things that, that cut a new path are the things that they really need to focus on because they're the things that I enjoy the most. Uh, you know, I, I, I would love for Riva to be a more central part of this story and for her to really push the story forward. Uh, and I feel like they're, they're trying that, but then they've also got this other stuff that they're just trying to shove in. That was, you know, it's pre-existing stuff. It's like, Oh, oh we could put this cool thing in and this cool thing. in. And it's like, no, 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 no. Do the new stuff. Cause it's working. <laughs> Andrew. Yeah. I would say, you know, I just hope the show with these last two episodes ends on the promise that, you know, they gave us when, uh, way back, you know, during this whole like uh hype train with Ewan and Hayden Christensen doing all these interviews and, uh, you know, them being at the forefront. I think Hayden Christensen has only been in the back to tank scenes. I think that all the other Vader scenes are, mm-hmm. you know, adult stunt doubles. Um, so I, obviously we know we're going to get it because they, they've, they've been teasing it, but um, I hope we just go back to the, the title of the series. We go back to Obi-Wan and, and sort of focus on him, um, and, uh, his internal struggles, obviously the, this, this sort of healing aspect and, uh, you know, obviously tie in, uh, like we mentioned in a, in a reasonable and, and not so like where we can poke at it and like find holes sort of way, like just be able to close the gap between this show and, the uh the original trilogy um and be satisfied you know with the ending and and hey if if they surprise announce the season two i i i would love that um because i think it, it needs the show needs more room to to sort of breathe and 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 more time again more time with just obi-wan as as a character um uh, i feel like they, th- that was sort of like the way it was going in in, in the first two episodes um, and it's, it's kind of, uh, fallen to the wayside, I think, especially with episode four. And I think that's why I've had these sort of 
extreme feelings about it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm again, like you said at the top, bad Star Wars is good Star Wars. It's, uh, it's just awesome getting to see these characters again. And, um, uh, I, I'm still going to watch and I'm still going to watch anything that <laughs> Star Wars does. So it's yeah. like, like all these complaints, again, it comes from a place of love and, uh, and yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully I, um, they, they really pay it off in a big way. Okay. Mike Dens. Um, the adult viewer in me is with everybody else when it comes to wishing the show was tighter, um, and it's writing and it's editing, you know, the, uh, uh, we didn't bring up the, narnia like wardrobe tunnel that you don't know exactly where it's leading and who can go through and who will see anyone come back or whatever uh was the was a real big difficult thing and uh you know vader being so bent on finding kenobi but the fire stops him those kind of things uh but the the six-year-old who saw uh a new hope advertised in commercials and was stunned uh into like just absolute awe and worship and that is the coolest thing I've ever seen and heard and was just mesmerized <laughs> for the rest of my life is very satisfied with the stormtroopers and Vader and lightsabers. Um, I mean, that's, it's just so much fun to see those, uh, those things. Uh, and you know, so yeah, I got, there's two different things going on. Mike, you and I are the same generation of Star Wars fans. And uh, I, I agree. I, I, I think I pointed out before we started recording, like even a new hope has massive flaws, like, you know, flaws you could fly a star destroyer through because you know whole, a little holes here and there in the in the plot, and but we love it and, and it was awesome. And there are there are big flaws here, and uh, that is you know unavoidable. And uh, but nevertheless, it there's so much to love, and it's there's so much good here, and uh, even bad Star Wars is good Star Wars, like I said. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to these last two episodes. My kids love it and they're really into it. And I see their enjoyment of it And as an episode ends. And they're like, no more, <laughs> you know, I want more. And that's, that's where I, a lot of my enjoyment comes from is watching their enjoyment of it. And they, you know, they, they, they don't have the same uh, analytical eye necessarily that we do, but it, it there is there I, I there's so much to like there's so much to like about Leia there's so much to like about Obi-Wan and what's going yeah. on with them and I love the unexpected nature of this whole series which is that it's Leia who's at the center of this series mm-hmm. and not Luke like we all expected it was going to be right and I love that they 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 took a chance on that and they had that misdirection I still think Vader seeing Vader on screen at this at the height of his strength mm is still really cool to see. He he sounds fantastic. Yeah. This this uh, respeecher thing. I mean it's just dead on. Yeah. You know. It is so good. Yeah. So And uh, him with his lightsaber and the glow yeah. and everything. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. I'm looking I'm looking forward to these next two episodes. Uh definitely. Definitely. All right. So uh I think that should do it now. We would like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Star Wars, including Tim H, Bill B, Ron T, Joseph P, and Caleb B. Not Caleb Doom, but uh Caleb B. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Dark uh, Sorry, the secrets <laughs> of Star Wars. <laughs> Knew I was going to do it one of these times. Yep, <laughs> caught me. 
and all the shows at StarQuest, including The Secrets of Doctor Who, you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Be sure to follow The Secrets of Star Wars, whether it's an Apple podcast or Google podcast or on Spotify in your favorite podcast app or at the StarQuest YouTube channel, where you should also hit the bell to get notifications. Uh, a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you can write reviews is super important. It helps us get seen by other people and spreads the news about this podcast, same as sharing it with your Star Wars loving friends. We'd love when you do that. Get your very own Secrets of Star Wars t-shirt or phone case or mug or whatever by visiting sqpn.com slash merch. So we'd love to hear from you. What did you think of part four of Kenobi. You can let us know by commenting at sqpn.com, our Facebook page at facebook.com slash StarQuest Media, or an email to starwars at sqpn.com, or the StarQuest Discord community at sqpn.com slash Discord. We'll be back next time when we'll be discussing part five of Kenobi, The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Until then, <laughs> Thomas Senerho, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Star Wars. It's been great. Angie Sulana, thank you as well. Yeah, it's been awesome. Mike Creevy, thank you. Yeah, anytime. Mike Denz, and thank you as well for joining us. I'm just living the dream. And uh, Andrew Hermes had to drop off. He had to go, probably had to go rescue Leia. And so, <laughs> I'm once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Star Wars on StarQuest. <laughs> <laughs>